Welcome to the Asia Society Hong Kong Movers and Shakers podcast. Through the short interactive fireside chat, we get to meet with the leaders and game changers in different industries for insights into their personal journey to success, what they learned, how they failed, and other interesting wisdom they may want to share. Today's podcast is with Wu Ma, recognized as the world's premier pipa virtuoso and leading ambassador of Chinese music. Uman has carved out a career as a soloist, educator, and composer, giving her lute-like instrument, which has a history of over 2,000 years in China, a new role in both traditional and contemporary music. Through numerous concert tours, she has premiered hundreds of new works from the pipa, while spearheading multimedia projects to both preserve and create awareness of China's ancient musical traditions. Her adventurous spirit and virtuosity have led to collaboration across artistic disciplines, allowing her to reach wider audiences as she works across cultural and musical borders. Uman spoke with Asia Society Hong Kong Executive Director Alice Mong to conduct the following interview. Uh, I want to start by, um, well, introducing you. Um, I think uh, Wu Laoshi, Wu Man Laoshi, you are uh, a legend uh, because I want to want to use this opportunity to talk about your how you got started and uh, where you are now. But let's start talking about right now uh, in light of. COVID nineteen. You, we're talking to you from California, right? Right at the home. You have been traveling. Uh, uh, can you tell me how percentage of your time you're on the road these days for your concert tours? Um, probably, I would say probably sixty percent um, traveling and another twenty percent maybe teaching. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Another twenty person. I don't know vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep pretty busy then. And <laughs> so, so how are you coping uh, now that you've been home? You've been grounded for for what a week, two weeks? More than that, right? After after Chinese New Year, basically, um, yeah. Suppose suppose to China, concerts and canceled. So and. Uh, and other concerts also later on concert concert all canceled, so um uh, I'm here probably two more than two weeks now. And how are you keeping busy? I see on your Facebook you're still practicing, but how else are you keeping busy? Well, um, right now I'm home. I of course you know I need to practice the because the instrument the pipa it's such a such a demanding instrument. I do need to practice. Uh, ideally, practice every day. Let's talk about um, kind of how you got started in terms of your influences. Um, you know, you right now are also an influencer, a mentor, a teacher to to young people getting started in in the music industry in playing pipa or Chinese classical music. But for you, um, who has been that influencer uh, when you were growing wow. up? Has it been Parents, teacher, who has it been? Um, I think both. Fairly say that um, definitely, of course, the parents because you know they 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 know me very well. Um, and I, my father is artist, so I basically I grew up with all the paintings. All the friends, musician. He has musician friends, so so that kind of influenced very much, and surrounded by the arts, from my family, my parents. 
but also a teacher too. Um, my one of the my pipa teacher when I was little, I when I have not started to play the instrument that time, there China we have a film, a documentary film, but but musical documentary film. Mostly just people, all the masters play on you know in the film. So basically, the whole film is a it, it's a it's a kind of like a concert. Mm-hmm. Um, that time in my the one of the pipa player master he played the oh, ambush from ten sides. That was that was when I was very little. I saw that movie and I said, "Wow, this is cool! This is a great instrument." That older guy plays so well. That's what I said to myself, to my parents. And um, later on, lately. When I was in college, he he became my teacher. <laughs> Great, yeah.、Um, so that definitely, I it kind of life experience and kind of life also life influenced because of that movie, because of that piece, that music, and that, that instrument. I remembered. So when my parents said, "Oh, do you want to play pipa?" and I said yes, because I heard, I know that, I saw. So that was the that was my early <laughs> inference. So when, how old were you when you first picked up a、uh, pipa to play? Well, I started play instrument when I was nine years old, and、uh, and then I played the smaller size of the instrument, like a small pipa, but that different name is called liu qing. And then when I was twelve, I switched to the pipa. So, so not not too early actually. You know, twelve years old, start play. And so your parents and 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 this teacher really influence you.、Um, when did you?、Uh, well, I, another thing that I wanted to ask is really also、um, uh, in your career.、Uh, what、mm-hmm. do you think has been most important in terms of is, is it an EQ IQ? Um, it seems to me、oh、it requires a lot of emotion, like you said. Or is it? Does it also require thinking? I mean, what do you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everything. You know, if you want to do well, if you want to, I、um, should say,、um, be an expert. Definitely, I think of both EQ and IQ.、Um, uh, to me. That's that's all important.、Um, you know, I IQ definitely you needed you needed that talent、uh, of you know music always to have a they all say musician have talent. It's not like everyone could be musician, but maybe true. But I definitely I see myself I because I don't I cannot do any other things <laughs> except music. So definitely I have. I have the talent of music, but the other hand, the EQ also the emotional、uh, intelligence involved in、um, in music, in your work, and also a lot of time you have to work with other with other people, with ensemble, you know, with other musicians or collaborator. In that, probably need a. Need EQ as well, <laughs> not only IQ. 
yeah, you have to know, you have to how to communicate with people or how do you communicate communicate with the audience. Um, it's not only your virtuoso, you play well. That's only very single thing. But the other hand, you you know, if you're surrounded by the community, you need to have EQ. Does that make sense? Yes, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Because every time yeah. I've seen you perform, my feeling, um, whether it's on film or in live, I feel you have a connection to the audience. At least I feel connected to you. Uh, right. seeing the performance so I think that that comes across um, and in some ways kind of like what you mentioned about the musical documentary you the music documentary you mentioned when when it connects you you can't fake that and and that's one reason I always enjoy seeing you perform um, because it just it, it, it's genuine so so thank you that I think that makes perfect sense but <laughs> one of the uh, question another question I wanted to ask is um, we've been, since a lot of this podcast, we've been initially targeting young people. And so we were asking for some re reflections of the people we talked to. So one of the questions I want to ask you is greatest lessons that you've learned in life uh, that made, made you who you are today. Um, it, what, did it happen in a classroom or on the streets um, that, that you can talk about? Wow. What a kind of lesson. Um, I think I have so many lessons. <laughs> Some of your top, top one or two. It, 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 any lessons? Um, well, it, the lesson, uh, to me, that, that meaning of that word lesson could be a very positive. Uh, it's not like you failed and, and get that lesson, but that's, that's also a lesson. But to me, um, the lesson... You know, for kids always to fail and, you know, that that's all fine. But to me, I was when I was high school um, and I went to a master class um, in school's auditorium and there was Isaac Stern give a master class for a violinist. And I remember it was a packed the concert hall in the school, which we, you know, we call auditorium, over thousands um, people sitting there. They are all over from uh, all over China. They all stream player faculties from a lot of schools, and um, I don't know that what what called lesson or that was experience, but that experience to me sort of changed the, my, myself. Um, I remember Isaac Stern asked the, the musician, said, why do you want to be a musician? That question. And it was like, to me, it was punched me. I was in high school and uh, I never thought about, I never think like why I want to be a musician. I just been told, been told I was good at it and been told I have to learn. And uh, nobody asked me this question. So that was my, I wouldn't say lesson, but that was my experience. And, uh, and I started to think like why I want to be a musician and how. 
and what kind of musician I want to be. And that's why it made me today. That's really great because I, I think a lot of times you're right. When you're young people, we do what our parents or teacher were do, but we often sometimes don't ask ourselves why. And uh, but I think it is a very profound uh, question. So thank you. That that was very helpful. Oh. But when one of the things that I also wanted to ask is, um, you are considered um, successful these days. I mean, you you you. A tour, you have had a really wonderful career, and you still are, are performing all over the world, and you're teaching. And so how, when you think of success, uh, what comes to mind? Um, what's your definition of success? Do you think you have it, or do you, are you still striving for it? Oh, gosh. I, don't, I never thought I'm success. <laughs> I just feel like I'm getting old. <laughs> We're all getting old. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like I become more like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I feel, you know, Chinese words called lao dao, you know, always talk, 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 you know, my, my, myself, like, mom, you talk too much. Um, <laughs> and um, what, uh, to me, what, what it means success um, is you you invented something, you know, you created something which is nobody haven't been done that. You are the first person and you are a pioneer. Um, you are role model and uh, give, you know, give, give a great example to younger generation. Uh, to me, that's the definition of successful. Doesn't matter, you know, the, the how wealthy you are, how how you know how many cars, how many houses. I don't think that way. I think the the inference, um, you know, like Steve Jobs. Um, to me, he totally changed the lifestyle of everybody. We have cell phone. Um, something meaningful in the whole life uh, that to me it means it's successful that's great but if you use that definition I see you also as a pioneer as a role model um, in that you were one of the first um, at least in my mind you know Asian women or Chinese mm. women to really be on a world stage in terms of Chinese classical music. And right. so, so I, I, I place you in my definition. So the question now for you, for me, uh, that I also want to ask is, um, in terms of one of the questions we ask people is their first trip to China or Asia uh, and their initial impression. But you're from uh, China originally, and you're now living mm -hmm. in the States. And the reason I ask this question is because uh, Asia Society Hong Kong is celebrating mm -hmm. our 30th anniversary starting this year. Uh, it was 1990 when Asia Society uh, Hong Kong came into being. So the mm -hmm. question I want to ask you instead of first trip to China or Asia is first trip to the United States. Uh, when was it and what was your initial impression of it? First time I 
came to United States 1989. It was culture shock. I was a student um, in college, and we have a small performance group and uh, visited the U.S. Uh, 12, for 12 cities, and we performed every night. And uh, um, I never, I, I didn't see those so many people with a different hair, different color in <laughs> time. That was a shock. And, right. uh, and, uh, and also everywhere so clean and that time and and so shopping more there's no people that's also <laughs> <Okay>. shock right <laughs> um but but mostly i think it was my instrument my music and nobody knows right yeah like why you know how come they don't they don't know chinese music why how come so that was when i was college that was the first time I, I came to United States. And but also my first time to Hong Kong. Oh really? Oh uh, yeah. Um that was little later uh from from US to Hong Kong at play at the Hong Kong Chinese art Chinese music festival. I think I think the music festival not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I play at the culture center. Oh, okay. that was my first time. Yeah, first time visit to Hong Kong, and it was November. I remember the weather. I go November. I'm still wear scarf and t-shirt. Uh, right, right, right. It's very warm. It's still <laughs> warm. Warm weather. I'm like, wow, this is no winter. Because uh, <laughs> I'm from Zhejiang, from Hangzhou. We have right. four seasons very clearly, and also. In, I live in Boston in in US so you know all the seasons so that was my first time and the second time uh, I just I some I just love Hong Kong you know it's a crowd area it's a so crowd but it, it to me is so exciting so many people but makes me so exciting it's a life I feel that all the life there um that was my first impression of Hong Kong and the U.S. <laughs> Very different from from uh, your, you know, China at that time. It's just coming out. I mean, in terms of uh, changes. In fact, uh, so so that's a really that's one of the reason Asia Society we're really looking at uh, the 30 years anniversary is looking back and also looking forward. But I remember my first trip to China was '88, and oh. and it was to Wuhan and Hubei. Uh, so because Ohio, uh, where I'm from, has a sister state relationship. So I remember seeing China for the first time in 88 and just being really fascinated with China. Um, but look at how much has changed in the 30 years. Um, yeah. It's the same same thing to me. I was so fascinated in the U.S., like so different. Yeah. Everything is different. Everything is different. But that also very challenging to me. Um Hong Kong, it's also um, it's different than mainland China. Right. It's it, yeah. It's totally very much different to where I was growing up in Hangzhou. It was very quiet in Hangzhou and kind of not very much developed. Besides this, the beautiful uh, West Lake, um, 
the the time I was there, seventies, eighties is still very um, you know, basically things, not like today's see today Hangzhou changes so much. Um it it, it is and it was fascinating. Right. But Hangzhou now is really the 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 really the big city. I have not, to be honest with you, but not been there. But my colleagues went recently, and Hangzhou seems to me, from the sound of it, uh, it's it's a major um, city these days. So so a lot has changed. But how often do you go back to Hangzhou to play? I um, actually got a. Um, uh, Invited by Hangzhou uh, Zhejiang Conservatory, which is a very new conservatory. Um, only five years, I think this is a five years. And um, I am a distinguished professor position there. Great. Um, so I uh, started um, last year. So actually, right now I'm supposed to be in Hangzhou in school in in the conservatory. Um, but now I'm home, um, so I will be there probably twenty percent of my time. That's that's why I mentioned twenty percent. I have to teach. <laughs> so, are you right now um, seeing young people uh, in China interested in this classical um, instrument? I mean, pipa has been around for thousands of years. We see it in. In Chinese right. paintings and 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 all of that, are you seeing young people um, interested in what you're doing and pick, taking up that you know the cause to move that music, the Chinese classical music forward? Um, that's a great question. Um, actually, I do see a quite uh, still quite number, bigger number, uh, young generation, young kids. They interested to play traditional music, a traditional instrument. Um, in in majority, I would say overall, um, more towards to Western classical music. Yes. Um, but but still have compared with a lot of country and China still have a bigger number of huge. You know, I would say bigger chunk of group of young kids they interested in learning traditional music, traditional instrument. Um. So which is that which is good, um, but also the other hand. Well, I would say the bright hand, bright side is this way, but there's little concern. Um, was the the traditional sort of the sense of what is a traditional, uh, what is pipa music traditional? I was like pipa language. What is a traditional pipa language? What suppose the style? How are you gonna play that instrument? Um, be a more speaking Chinese or speaking Pipa language. That part slowly fade away. Um, kids just play the instrument to play on a in a popular song, play play some Western pieces. The the original language of the instrument slowly. Fade out. Mm-hmm. That's to me. That's that's little to me. That's little concerned to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, you know, just just that happens. You know, everywhere they happens. Pe- young kids play very virtuoso. You know, very fast, very loud. 
that kind of, you, you can hear, you know, you can see that from any other instrument, they call virtuoso, right? Right. Playing on the piano, on the violin, so on. But what is music? You right. know, right. that part, that part, I think it's my part of my wish or my goal is to give my experience to younger generation because my generation it's it's actually very fortunate we're studying with with all the older master while they yeah. are still alive right and then i left i went to us i went to west and i learned influenced western music or world music from all over the country, different country uh, culturally and musically so i learned both Mm-hmm. Um, so I see clearly what we should go, you know, what I wanted to go, but what direction I want to go. So I have both sort of <laughs> uh, nurtured by both countries. Correct. Um, yeah. Um, so that's I wanted to tell younger generation. We need the we need our the, the own voice. We cannot just copy, and that's that's what I'm trying to do. That's great. Um, when you talk about this, I remember um, one of the memorable uh, experiences of listening to you was at Carnegie Hall when they did their um, a China festival, and you play with mm. Kronos. And that was a great experience. Uh, your music weren't drowned out. I mean, you, and you still play with Kronos quite a bit. And and, right. and and this is, I think to me, that was one of my most memorable live um, where I could hear the East and West and equally, <laughs> equally uh, powerful and fun. I remember it was a fun concert right. with the toys, uh, the Chinese manufactured toys running around right. on the on the um, uh, stage and but it was just such a fun and powerful concert that 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 like you said you you can mix uh, when it's done well um, but tell me I mean another I have several other questions more on the performance side of it because I know I am I am pay the late I am pay mm-hmm. um, loved your music and I think you were also a special guest uh, uh, performer at when he opened his museum in his hometown of Shuzhou. Right. Uh, I right. believe it was around Moon Festival, wasn't it? Well, can you talk about that? Because I hear, I heard about it. I was not there, but I know I am um, wanted you to be there, and you were there. So tell us about that experience. Oh, um, because I'm from Hangzhou, so Suzhou, Hangzhou, you know, Suhang, that's the heaven place. Um, in, in terms of Chinese, obviously, Tiantang, you know, Shuhang is Tiantang. Um, so we're Suzhou, Hangzhou, very much close and the neighbor. Um, and also, um, I went to Shuzhou all the time when I was child, because my father, uh, father's teacher, uh, uh, Chinese teacher, my father's high school Chinese teacher from Suzhou. So every summer, and my family will visit their family. Um, so I went to all the gardens, Suzhou Garden, and all the small street. It's, it's so different than Hangzhou. Hangzhou is a big lake, and Suzhou is everything. is a tiny, very elegant sort of. Um, so it's a different. So when 
when Mr. Ainpei asked me um, to uh, to attend his opening museum, Suzhou Museum, of course, to me, it's my childhood time <laughs> came back again. Um, I haven't been back for a long time. Um, so um, the the most memorable was the place I play music. I you know I sitting there in Suzhou Museum that night under the moon. Uh, it was yeah moon festival, Zhongqiujie, and. Uh, there's, there's uh, what was that called in, in English? There's the sort of like a bridge on the water, and there's the center place. Pagoda? Like, or, yeah, pagoda, pagoda, yes. And um, and I was sitting there play beautiful piece, the Trinjiang Hua Yue Ye, um, or in another title called uh, Flute and Drum Music at the Sunset. That's one of the pipa classical piece. Under the moon, it was so beautiful and so peaceful, and all the guests sitting kind of across the bridge, the other side of the river, the little kind of little pond, and the the, the sound is so natural. There's no amplification; just very naturally come out, sort of from the from the sky or from somewhere. It was just amazing to myself. I was playing and I'm sitting there. I close my eyes. You can imagine that mm-hmm. hip hop music from from Suzhou and from this area. And then this is a garden. It's just a perfect fit in any 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 side. You know, this is a very much hip hop music in Suzhou. This is a, the most Chinese sort of a philosophy or phlo- poetry or painting. You can see those. Um, but after that concert, small private concert, and Mr. Pei's student, Lin Bing, told me, said, you know, this place, this chair you put in there, you play the, the, the pagoda. It, when Mr. Pei designed that, he had you in mind because he said, this is the place I want a woman to play at the opening. That's why I have the design right here. <laughs> yes, that's fabulous. I think Bing told me that too. That's why I wish I was there, but I remember hearing about the concert and just the wonderful setting. So you know my secret dream, uh, which is not secret anymore, is for you to play uh, one day at our roof garden during Moon Festival. So I'm going to try wow. to make that happen one of these days if, if the stars align because I can see you <laughs> on the roof with the Hong Kong skyline with a building and Mr. Pei's building, especially Yay. the kind of building is on the backdrop and I can visualize it. So, so I'm going to work on that. And I think if he's up there guiding us, we will make it happen one of these days. Great. I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to make it happen uh, somehow. But I wanted to kind of end. I know we've had talked about about half an hour, and thank you for, for, for this conversation. So there are two questions I, I want to ask uh, to kind of wrap this up. Right now, uh, one of the things, as I mentioned, this podcast, we're talking to young people. And, um, mm-hmm. and what is your – do you have any advice that you would give your younger self? Uh, when you're like 15 or 20 or 25, 
um, now that you, you've had a really distinguished career and your career is still going really well. So what are some of the advice that you would give to a younger woman? Well, if I'm 15, teenager, I would say to myself, be a happy and uh, be a curiosity. That's curiosity for anything. Um, if I'm 25, I would say, wow, 25, that's a tough, <laughs> tough um, very difficult time, right? Uh, well, I would say um, open, open mind, have an open mind and a tolerate attitude and possibly start from scratch, getting into your life, the mm-hmm. life journey life journey start right if i'm 30 i think i'm pretty much know what i want so stick to work to what you love and what you are good at it just stick with that Mm -hmm. great advice right now i kind of want to end this uh, to talk about the future i know we're all sitting around we have time on our hand this next you know couple of weeks and you're going to be busy again. And I know we're going to all come out of this COVID-19. Everybody's going to be busy. I hope term, so. Well, I'm sure we will. We I, so. I think people are going to miss music. I certainly do. I, I really miss uh, live concerts and, and, and theater and these, you know. But so you have been working with a Silk Road Ensemble. And you guys are still, are you doing stuff online? It sounds like there is still stuff oh, fun yeah. online. So tell me about, I, yeah. about, you know, what are some of the stuff you're planning, whether it's during this confinement period and then also the future? What are some of the plans in terms of your own concert or, or with the Silk Road or other project you're working on? Yeah, you know, if we are finished this, this difficulty time, actually we'll be very busy in, uh, you know, with ensemble, but also a lot for my solo concerts and also... Uh, with the orchestra, concerto, premiere, some new pieces or commission, and a lot of projects will line up. And and this is actually a good time to think, to talk, to discuss, to plan, actually, use this time. But on the other hand, I think I, I've been doing, actually, very busy. I've been doing uh, online co- concerts on Facebook with a Silk Road that's we organized we share music you know every 30 minutes every day um, on Facebook but but also in China I uh, Sunday like two days before I just uh, live streaming uh, um, Billy Billy I don't know if you know that Billy Billy link Bijan they call um, to give a lecture um, for Hong Kong University Shenzhen students and uh, um, and also uh, nationwide in China, people can can was watching me, um, asking me many questions. And the, also now they plan to uh, a week later, I'm gonna do another uh, live streaming concert for China uh, for Chinese audience and and gonna be on the. Uh, website in China, not, not Facebook. Um, so I think this, this sort of gave me idea. Um, I also doing a lot of education uh, program online and to basically to uh, telling a people's story, telling people history 
and not necessarily to tell you how to play, but mostly for, for you know, for very young kids to retirement uh, people, or they can listen to the story of the teapot behind and uh, who's the master, how, what the dynasty, what the year, what do they do with this instrument, how the instrument slowly became right now this, this kind of instrument from older days. Um, and I, I think the online thing are quite, actually quite uh, interesting now. It's not a bad idea to, uh, to reach out more people um, through the internet if there's no live concert. But still, live concerts, are, to me, it's the first priority. It's mostly because I like to communicate in front of with people. And you can, we both can feel each other. I think that's the, the meaning of music, meaning of communication. Um, but internet is younger generation's thing. And it's also, you know, like people like me, my age, we, sh- we should involved with that. So we all know what do our kids, our children, what do they do online? Give them a good uh, advice, good stuff to learn from online, not always play game. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of, actually a lot of positive things going to be exciting, going to be happened. Um, it's not bad idea to stay home uh, for such a long, such a long week. But yeah, it's just use this good time to plan ahead everything. That's a great, great advice because what you have said about the, um, you had said earlier, um, uh, not understanding the original language of PIPA and you more than anybody else can help fill that gap. And I would really welcome opportunity to collaborate because right now, uh, as you mentioned, it's not just us being home, but the kids. Uh, in fact, Hong Kong uh, school just announced um, that the school will be closed indefinitely. And we um, are really looking at ways to how to reach out to young people, uh, kids mm-hmm. who are really deprived. They, they, parents are pulling their hair out. So I think some of the stuff they're doing <laughs> And I think kids really are interested. Um, it's, it's, and for me, I've always believed that hearing from the artists directly just makes me appreciate when I sit down and listen to the concert or watch the, and see the painting because I have heard directly from the, the artists about their work. And I think what you're doing, this is so exciting to hear. And please send us the links because I we are this is one thing we're also trying to do is um uh fill our website our content about asia Mm -hmm. and one of the things i particularly Mm -hmm. would like us to do is about china um we have this website uh called around asia in 80 days and we are talking Mm -hmm. to artists we are talking to the consul generals tell us more this is a great time to reflect and learn so that when we can travel again and when we can have face-to-face uh, go to concerts and so on, we can appreciate um, some of the, the content. So I think what you are doing, right. is, I applaud. I, I'm so excited to hear that because um, 
we are moving all our programs online uh, until we can be gathering safely again, uh, face to face. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. I think the, uh, the 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 internet and the technology really allows us to do that. So thank you. And this thank is also you. why we're doing the podcast. So I'm so glad. And when I saw you on Facebook and I knew you were at home, I thought, <laughs> let me give it a try. And thank you for taking time oh. from your busy schedule to talk to me. And please, when you have a chance to come back to Hong Kong, you are welcome here anytime. And I, I hope to um, also connect you, uh, uh, work with you online with some of your educational programs. Definitely. I really, I really miss Hong Kong and definitely I, I will be there. And uh, this is my great pleasure. I'm, I'm home. So it's so great to talk to you. Hope to see you soon. Yes, you will. Thank you so much. <laughs> and take care Thank and you. have fun planting. Uh, I can't thank wait you. to see your, your, your wonderful garden when it's all done. So thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.